Hello everyone, welcome to Christina Unfiltered. So since the ad expired that I usually have, the sponsor ended, I thought I would just do, instead of like a 60 second paid segment, I'll just say, hello, how are you doing tonight? Where I am, Washington DC, United States, it's 10.47 p.m. and I just hope that you had an okay day. And if not, neither did I, just kidding. I wanted to talk all about that sort of thing. Well, whether you had an amazing day, like my housemate who found out that, like for example, I'm just telling you guys what kind of day you might have had and why it's okay, but I had been in a bad place with my housemate. We both were struggling with school and she just said, I don't know if I'm gonna graduate. And I said, of course you will, like graduate on time. And today she said that she's officially gonna be able to walk for graduation. And so I was just so proud of her and whether you had a celebratory day like that or you had a day of depression, fatigue and all that, well, let's just forget about that and enjoy a fun time together where we talk about a topic that I was just venting and discussing and just talking about with my housemate. He came home with Taco Bell with the Baja Blast and I said, do not do your homework right now. Please hang out with me. And guess what we did? He hung out with me. Okay. So this episode is just going to be about the effects where I've made episodes before where it's like the pros and cons of blank. And so today we're going to talk about, so I just, I'm sorry, I need to spit it out, but the title always is going to tell you the accurate topic. So the reason I picked this topic is the episodes I've been recording lately have talked about like loneliness and self-improvement and I realized that since I'm purging my life of all the maladaptive strategies I've done my whole life and I'll get into that later I'm feeling the negative consequences of it but that's always going to happen when you're making a life change that's good for you it's always going to have a period where it feels like oh, I don't know if I like this. Why do I feel this way? And then the people around you are like, maybe you should do these maladaptive things like watch TV or do your hobbies excessively so you feel better. Well, I want to talk all about that today, whether you've been trying to challenge yourself to being better and if there's been any negative effects, know that it's normal and just push through it. So what I mean by that is it might have even been subconscious, but I want to make this episode because when I'm going through something and I'm not sure why I feel that way, there's nothing more rewarding than realizing why. And what I've been saying for these three minutes now sounds so abstract. So we're going to get into what I do best and give you guys silly examples. Okay, which one should we start with? We can just start with this. So you guys might know I've had a codependence issue. So this is how I used to deal with codependence. Codependence is a maladaptive strategy. And if you don't know what maladaptive means, it means like if you have an issue, it's something you do to cope with it that isn't healthy. And maladaptive traits, by the way, can make somebody seem attractive. And I'll go into that later. But anyway, so like growing up, I had my sister 
and I relied on her because she, like she was my entertainment. I didn't need to make plans with friends. Like she, like I always would watch Breaking Bad with her. And when she went to college, I would cry every single day because I was used to having the entertainment living with me and having someone to watch TV with. And I realized over time that people say, really, you don't, you don't do the cozy thing where you watch on your iPad in your room alone? I said, no, I watched it with my sister. And that's just how it always had been. So you, when you go through something like that, when you're used to it, when it's a pattern, then you might continue that pattern as you go on. So for example, I didn't particularly feel lonely when I lived alone. So I've every single year I've switched things up because you guys know I love to experiment but there was a time in 2020 where I lived in my own studio I'll admit to you guys I'll just blurt out the rent it literally was 1670 and bless my mom for paying for that for me it meant a lot to me because I didn't even have in-person college at the time it was like online 2020 college and she just was you know like love is sacrifice she was willing to sacrifice some of her money to let me be happy and not have to like be at home she wanted me to be with my friends and stuff you know I made a persuasive case and so she helped me through it so I was living alone and you would think oh someone living alone might be lonely a lot of people would never want to live alone well the thing was my my strategy that I've always used to not be lonely is is something that happened naturally, I guess, since I was codependent. I had codependent best friends and family members. So I said to my Taco Bell eating housemate tonight, how could I have possibly been lonely living alone when every minute of the day I had my best friend FaceTiming me, whether we were talking about our ridiculous roller coaster relationships together or like a family member where we just have our ridiculous controversial inside jokes you know like when I was having a hard time in England when all the British people were making fun of my accent and saying you bloody Americans that's not going to be my best British accent by the way but they just say like oh fucking Americans and stuff like when they'd hear my accent and they'd say oh get out of the road you know they hated it when we were in their street so like when I was there my family member would call me and it was a nice American person who didn't swear and cuss at me and I would be making my chicken gujins which is like basically it's healthy chicken not healthy but it's just chicken tenders and so that's just what I mean I was never in too dark of a place because I always had people to lean back on but I've been challenging myself to not be codependent and to so my therapist told me she said you don't like discomfort Christina and so I don't and so because I'm an extreme person I knew every single strategy in life to be immensely comfortable and full of an emotional rush because I'm I guess the discomfort for me is to be stable rather than feeling the intense rush of a roller coaster like that's what I used to do on a daily basis because I don't like to be bored or under stimulated and so another example of what I mean that is like if you guys want to make these changes and you're getting the negative effects of like feeling lonely then know it's good so I just wanted to do 
no, okay. I was going to do a complete metaphorical example, but I feel like it's more fun if you guys hear the real deal, like what's been going on. So another thing you might have heard about in my all of my quitting cold turkey of random things I like episodes that I've been posting these last like five months, I am purging myself of romantic relationships. And that's just because I'm waiting for a certain one to come back, like a certain relationship to start again. But I was never lonely or bored because I, this is the metaphor I used with my friends. Like throughout life, I noticed people, they like really desired a relationship. And so I had never felt that way. I just said like, oh, if one comes, I'm cool, but I'm not like thirsty for a wifey or a hubby. So the thing I said was in terms of relationships, there's no help wanted sign at the door, but I'm accepting rolling admissions. So I hope that that makes sense. I'll just leave it at that. If you understand that metaphor, I don't want it. We can like for the complex things I say, we can have a little inside joke between me and you because I know many intellectuals listen to this. You guys wouldn't understand anything I say unless you were smart. So that's how I know that you're smart. And so anyway, yeah, so I've been trying to be less leaning on friends for entertainment and to feel ful- to feel fulfilled. And I've also... So this wasn't even really intentional, but like it's because I just wanted to be loyal to a non-existent relationship, which sounds like a joke, but that's literally what I'm doing right now. And so because of that, so what I've been, what I've done in the past is if I've been like on a, a, what's it called? I'll just, I can't resist doing a legal term if I'm on a pause with someone in perpetuity. I don't know how long it'll be until we reconnect. Then it's like, if you're single, you don't need to wait for the person. But this, so like then I would maybe date other people or at least I would talk to like former crushes or something. I would let myself do that because I was single, obviously. But now even though I'm single, I... So something I've been talking about with my friends is that, sure, you can stay in the relationships that you're comfortable in, even if you, deep down, you know it's not your forever, you're just doing that because you're comfortable. But I said to my friends, like, when you're in the wrong relationships, it's really gonna slow down and create so much time in between the present and the future, the future being finally like being and dating the person who will make your life feel 10 times better, like your complete match, like the Eve to your Adam or the Adam to your Eve. Because even if you break up with the person, eventually that is wrong for you. You'll still have to take the time to heal before you get the blessing of the proper person. And so that's why I'm just, uh, And I'm just practicing like undying loyalty too. Like I want to be loyal to my family and my friends and like future people in my life even. I don't need any more dollar store type relationships. I want Gucci. Just kidding. It's not all about money, but I think you guys know what I mean.
So, yeah, I just want to say if you're doing the right thing and you're not in a relationship right now that you know is wrong for you, if you've made the courageous decision to end things with someone, or even if you were dumped or something fizzled out, know that you're experiencing the after effects of either a brave, healthy decision that you made on your own, or what I believe is that because like there's always I say a mystical way to look at something and a logical way to look at something we just say the logical thing is if you're and I've said this before but if you're trying to fit a square peg in a circle hole it's just gonna naturally wow look I'm exposing myself uh that's how I start and pause my camera but uh so if you're trying to create like a relationship between two people that completely don't match, then you're eventually going to split apart. But the mystical thing is I find it to be that whenever it hasn't been my choice for things to fizzle out or end, it's just been a blessing. It's And it's been what uh, has forced me into the places I'm supposed to be. And I'll say something a little deeper too that I think might be worth it. So something else that I've cut out that made me wonder why I was feeling a little less stimulated and and I guess when I just don't feel extremely stimulated is the definition I use for loneliness like there's so many reasons you might feel that emptiness inside and for me that's just uh, not feeling a complete dopamine rush every 24 all 24 7 so the times that I wasn't facetiming everyone and didn't have plans that day or night or in like between classes anytime I was alone I always had audio playing whether that was a podcast reality tv a tv show I've watched a million times like Pretty Little Liars or the Vampire Diaries I would have that constantly playing so I never felt lonely because my mind was always occupied even binge reading books like fantasy books realistic fiction books and so now I've made the choice to no longer binge anything because I just listened to a YouTube video talking about the importance of sitting in silence and I thought you know me my experimental personality because I know how much you guys hate commitment and so that's why I say that because whenever I say one of these life changes know that if you want to try them you always have the option just to stop it but it's so worth it to just try so in terms of sitting in silence they just said that when we refuse to sit in silence sometimes it's because we're running away from something they said that it can be healthy to feel your true emotion and to not cover it with binge watching with unhealthy relationships with codependence all that and I found that to be true. Once I did, so like say I used to do yoga, which this isn't even like a metaphor. It's actually what I did. When I would do yoga, I would listen to a meditation. I would listen to podcasts, a TV show, anything like that. But once I watched that video that gave me the idea, I sat in silence. And so when you're distracting yourself so much, you might be having these emotions such as, let's see, missing someone, stress, anxiety, just a, like you're just going through the regular human experience. It 
having TV shows playing, everything like that, it makes you feel so much better, but it is covering up the issue. So I've noticed that when I sit in silence, I've been able to have like tears come out and it might just be like five minutes of emotion that it rise, I rise. what's what's going on with me and why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and why I feel uncomfortable when I'm not constantly talking to someone or watching something it makes you be able to have like all of these miracle epiphanies I've been having like these dramatic epiphanies where I'm learning about my life like say you have a question in your life and you think you think, why is this happening to me? Why is this relationship doing this? Why are my friends ignoring me? If you have these questions you can't answer, you'd be surprised what your mind will tell you when you do sit in silence. And so that's just something I've been doing to purge. So that's why it's something I'm not used to. That's making me feel, I guess I associate Zen with sadness, (laughs) which is so ridiculous. So I'm just getting used to something new and I just hoped that this episode like inspired you and showed you that if you're going through a time where it feels bad it might be because you're going through things that actually mean you're growing as a person even if it's not on purpose like you might just be in situations that you didn't think you'd be able to go through because it's not the good times and the people that are there for you that'll make you who you're supposed to be it's the hard times the times that you think you can never get through the times that you thought you would never be abandoned by these friends and family that will be the times that actually will make you who you're supposed to be you would never be that person that you dreamed you would be you would never be as happy as you wish you would be if you didn't go through bad times so even though I told you not to binge listen anything I think it's okay to in moderation have your simple pleasures so I hope that by listening to these I help you feel less alone because oh do I so I'm going to write a book in the future and I guess it's like so unique that I don't want anyone to steal the idea I was just about to tell you guys but maybe one day you'll you'll see what it's all about because it related to this but okay so the super funny conversation I had was in my last episode I realized that every single story involved my friend Laura that we named her because of how much I love her and how much time we spend together and so I changed how I speak and if you know anything I've said in past episodes what I mean by that is I was too nonchalant in conversations and I realized a lot of people don't know you care about them unless you're really dramatic about it so I'll give you an example of like something I've jokingly told Laura even though it's like it seemed like if you don't know me well it might seem extreme but if you know me well my sense of humor you know it's just like illustrating something that's kind of chill so just like last oh I even okay I talked about this in the last episode so I'll give you guys the update so I just told you guys that one time she was busy and I just said oh my gosh I feel like Laura whenever you have plans I feel so lonely without you and so I ended up not being lonely that weekend because one of her plans canceled so I said 
oh my gosh, I'm so happy. And so then this weekend I texted in, what do you know, with some recurring friend group characters, Laura and Tommy, I named him in the last like embarrassing stories episode. And I texted and I said, do you guys want to do something this weekend? And Laura said, I have plans. And of course I got a little deflated because you know me, I'm literally that Spongebob meme where Patrick says, what do you do when I'm gone? And Spongebob says, wait for you to come back. And then his eyes are like filled with tears. It's like endearing, but it's like a dramatic, it's like a sensationalized version of I think what we all go through, but don't want to admit. And I think that's why when I say things, it sounds so extreme, but it's just because it's what we're in denial about. So I, now is the second weekend. I said, oh, actually, I want to go to the text because I always want to give you guys like a little inside scoop of what I text about because I think that it's kind of funny. So out of the blue today at 1014, or not, 414. I said, I'm going to be lonely without you again, haha. Then I said, of course, this will be good for my goal of getting rid of my codependence, as I told you guys in the intro. And she said, ha ha ah, because obviously it's cute. But then she said, you should make some other friends that you can also hang out with. And I just said, I I don't like others. <laughs> she just suggested, you should put yourself out there. That's what I did. And I just said, I do have other friends. Did you notice I dodged them? And I'm so sorry if you're my other friends. You might not be one of the people that I'm talking about right now. And see, that sounds like so backstabbing and horrible, but it's because the friends that I've... So how do I... So this is how I'll explain it. I think that you guys can probably relate to this. So there's, I'd say I love every single one of my friends, but there's some friends that I love and like, and there's some other friends where I love more them to a larger ratio than my like for them is. And getting into what that ridiculous explanation means is that no matter what mood I'm in, whether I'm happy, neutral, or sad, there's just a few friends. It seems like there's one friend in DC where I could hang out with them no matter what mood I'm in, and I can just be myself, and I'll have a happy, like therapeutically calm and joyful time with them. And I have two friends in Connecticut like that where I know I'll never want to cancel plans with them because even if I'm at my wit's end and just could nap on their couch, it's like they might energize me so much that I don't even need to take a nap because like what a nap provides you, which is like a rejuvenation is what our friendship love gives me. And that's why I said, Laura, I do have other friends, but like, I just feel lonely without you. And also because I could make plans with other people but I want to laugh. I never experienced friendships where you don't laugh and make jokes until I moved to DC. And so I explained this to my Taco Bell eating housemate. He had said to me, like, what do you mean you don't laugh? 
And like, why did you become friends with those people anyway? And I just said, well, because I completely blind myself, just like those horses that are forced to have those blinders. I naturally do that to myself. I just said, I just so much want to see the best in people off the bat. That kind of takes me a while to notice that I don't have that much fun when I hang out with them. And if you're my friend, like you're watching this, obviously we're probably close friends so you shouldn't feel included in what I'm talking about. You guys know that I give like horrific freaks a chance whether they're uh, telling me they're schizophrenic or they were an accused pedophile. It's like I don't judge my friends so just know that if you're my friend I do appreciate you. I never want to mislead anyone and so that's just something funny I thought I would tell you guys. So if you're being your genuine self and you have people you could hit up, but you just want to be true to yourself and don't want to force yourself to gatherings that you know will be lackluster, then know that you're going through a negative feeling just because you're maturing, being true to yourself, not having to go to every single event, not having to desperately say, hey, you want to hang out? Want to come over and watch Netflix? You know, in the past, I might have done that. Just thought of what friend could I hang out with right now and who can I binge watch with and have a Bud Light Lime with? But now I'm just trying to, you know, do something different. And I really think that in the end, I'll be seeing outcomes that I've been wanting in my life. And finally, when you are getting rid of these maladaptive traits, that is when you don't need to rely on anything at all to feel full. You'll feel full on your own. But that always has a time, like if since I've been doing those things like binge watch, have relationships, have these friendships that are so, so close. And for example, I had a year where I had a friend and I never had to sleep alone because we always had sleepovers. I would never be lonely at night because either we were FaceTiming or having a physical sleepover. Like it was so amazing, but why would I need to like be healthy on my own if I had that shortcut to life? So now I only need to rely on see me I choose to say God like I only need to rely on God I no longer have to rely on people and circumstances because people and circumstances are going to change in ways you don't want them to everyone is going through their own adversity and journey in life and nobody it's like you shouldn't put the burden on your loved ones to keep you at your baseline that's not their job that's and see I choose to say that's God's job you go to him for that and if you're not like religious you can just say like you rely on yourself for that but I've learned to not rely on myself I always go to a higher being for that because in myself I'm not strong but when I ask for help is when I am strong so I also wanted to explain just like something goofy about maladaptive traits because I talked about this with Laura, of course. Who else would I talk about it with? Well, I'll just say like my thing because I won't air out what she's told me. I would never want to do that. So what I had said to her is like in the past, I dated someone or just in general, Apparently, this is a maladaptive trait that I liked that my therapist, of course, pointed out. And I just said, like, yeah, I like how he's 
like he would just say these blunt things that really seemed like a confident person and that's the kind of thing where it's like if they're like I don't want to insult them but I'll just say like the the cold hard truth like if someone's more insecure they might like say certain things act certain ways and be like really blunt really straightforward really matter of a fact all things I like but just to you know cover up the insecurities they have and my therapist said so these are genuine things you like but just know that they are what he's done to compensate for the like the technical inadequacies that are like perceived by him to be inadequacies so I guess I didn't like the real him I liked the unhealthy coping mechanisms he used to function as a human and see I'll always well should I say this like technically and in a sweet way I'll always oh okay I don't I was gonna say I'll always have love for this person but what's more appropriate to say is I'll always appreciate that ridiculous time in my life so you're definitely not listing this because at the demise of the relationship you blocked me so I don't know why you blocked me and then listen to my voice online but if there's any chance that you're listening to this then no I appreciate our time together you literally made me the person I am today. That was probably the relationship that changed me the most, like the craziest one I had because like I'm only going to like a crazy person because I'm crazy, so I'd never judge. So that's all I'll talk about today. I hit the important points that hit my spirit to tell you guys. And so this was a sleepover AF because see, this probably would have sounded cool if I was like talking really close to the mic like this, but I didn't because I wanted to have good posture and lean back in my chair. That's like for another day to be hella close. So I'll talk to you super soon. I hope you like how consistent I've been being because I guess I'm just so obedient and when people request I like something I like to joke about with my lovers I say your wish is my command just because you know we love to say silly things like that so I love you if you like no one loves you I do and I can say that because well just because I can so just trust me I'll talk to you so so soon and I appreciate you forever.